Hi, I'm Shaky, and these are my tales of times forgotten. This is Shaky Subject Matter. Alright, this is SHKE Radio coming to you live from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Instead of Studio 306, I left Fez at home. He's been very bad lately. Last last podcast, he tried to do karate on me, so I was not happy with him. So, all right, I'm here with a horror host out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, named Doctor Destruction. Uh, Say hi, Doctor. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so I discovered the doctor on my Facebook page when he said he was coming to Chicago. So I sent him a message back. He said, "Chicago, I'm coming for you." I said. Okay, who are you and why are you coming? So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Doctor? Well, let's see. Where did it all start? I'll start it with the punk rock wave coming to this part of the country about in 79 and 80. And uh, one of my first bands was called Pink Godzillas. And then, uh, anyway, by 84, then I was really, like, given the, uh, the, the, the music, my band, a goth kind of spin. Really, it wasn't goth, wasn't around like that yet. Even though we had the Bauhaus, which is sort of like the Godfathers of Goth, or we had the Cramps. And we just said it was sort of like a horror rock thing. But I, so I started really just, I always was a monster kid as a kid when I was young. Uh, that those punk rock era from maybe 18 to 21 was very uh, self-destructive and, uh, you know, uh, and I lost track. I didn't watch Creature Features. I mean, I didn't watch Sven Gulli or the new Sven Gulli or none of that. I was busy doing stuff. Yeah. But uh, in 84, uh, really nostalgia came back at me hard. And I wanted to do the horror thing. And uh, I think even like the movie The Christmas Story might have got all that going. Because I saw that in 83 at the theater for a $2 movie. And uh, I, I walked out of the theater after I saw that. And I told my girlfriend, I said, you know. We just saw something really special here. This is this this is as really special. And I almost forgot about that movie until all of a sudden it showed up on Turner Classics yeah. and became this new you know Halloween classic. But I, I knew already then, and of course it had Darren McGavin in it, the Night Stalker. So yes. you know I made that that was a connection. Um, a lot of things I connected with that movie. It looks like schools around here, so I was you know looking at getting the feeling of when I was in elementary school brought me back to the monsters because that's what I was into. And uh, so there are a lot of things in that movie that are interesting. Uh, for, I, I, you know, like many people, kids, they sent away for the ten, uh, six foot tall or seven foot tall the Frankenstein monster poster. Right. Yes. Yep. And yeah. And it was a big deal to send anything when I was a little kid. So we sent for that. And then I seen to have the picture of the casket. Well, yeah, it's going to be in a big box. And yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to what I'm going to do with the box and all this stuff. Anyway, the thing turns out to be in a bag, in plastic yeah. bag material. And it was a big, big letdown, not unlike the decoder ring <laughs> in that movie. But the other thing, too, is my imagination with the, the crate coming and, of course, Washington having a style of me, Frankenstein. That was another thing that drew me to the movie because the leg lamp comes in a cramp. Uh, and they almost the music that they're playing thematically in the background almost sounds like from a universal film, if you ever noticed that. Yeah. So I wonder if that was inten- you know intentional. Bob Clark, he did direct Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And Porkies. And Porkies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget yeah. that. <laughs> so so, so that, that made a big connection. But the movie's great anyway, and it brought back a lot of nostalgia. And if you, have you seen that one scene? I watched the movie a million times and never noticed until lately that there's a Frankenstein mask next to the zeppelin under the christmas tree when the when the no, kid is, I have not yeah, seen that. when the I'm kid is sleeping it's a, it's a cool one too yeah. i don't know if it's from the time 
So that might have been what got me into doing the horror thing and the horror band. And so then I started doing haunted houses, and I had this reputation, Dale Destruction. And uh, so I did that. Uh, and then it all just kind of, everything just built, built up. And then they asked me to do the horror host program. I go, well, I was trying to do that already in 90, 93, but there was like a Christian lady that ran the station. She sabotaged me. So, but anyway, in 2001, then I got, I started doing the show. And immediately I had an audience because I had an audience to bring to that in the first place. And I don't think Sven Gulli was even on at the time. He's been on and off. Yeah. He they was... try to play it like he's 40 years, but he's yeah. not consistent. And uh, so anyway, it just found an audience right away. And uh, I remember when they started that out, the guy was said, well, we want to call you Dr. Destruction. And I'm like, that's the worst. I, I, just, I hate that. I go, I want to be the unruly Gulli. Yeah. You know, and do this totally other character. But they thought because I had built up such a reputation for so long locally that it'd be good and they were right so anyway here i am 18 years later still a blockhead sitting in a pumpkin patch in the rain <laughs> <laughs> well this is a first for me <laughs> an interview in a, in a gypsy room, van, gypsy, a gypsy, room? gypsy van what is it yeah, sort of a gypsy wagon idea <laughs> pretty much kind of that idea but you know the gypsies are always in the monster movies yeah yeah the um, uh but so yeah then i just you've been playing and it just so pretty much since i've been 18 i mean I never really stopped playing music or anything. I, and uh, and you have a band that goes around here too, right? Yeah, the Roosevelt Dolls. We got some big shows coming up for Halloween. Yeah, big Halloween party on the thirty first with a uh, Elvis, Frank Sinatra, and a uh, a girl that does Marilyn. It's really and, and they are not all the same person. No, they're not <laughs> okay. all the same person. I, don't want to I was worried about that at first. <laughs> that, so. <it'd> be interesting. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, that, you know, keeping that in the the horror theme in the band, but not every song is necessarily, you know, I, I, I don't want to just do every song's a horror rock song or goth or whatever. Yeah. I've seen so much of all these different uh, genres that I really don't want to just stick to just one musically, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's where it's at. The Crimson Theater is still going on. I'm even... Uh, have to wonder myself sometimes how long that's going to last. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's nice to watch that. I, I mean, the internet's totally changed everything. I probably would never have known about you. Well, if it wasn't for it, this. Well, you might have because I, I did. I was hitting the convention circuit pretty hard to the point where I, Sid Hag and I talked a million times, and the, yeah. So it really was sad to see him pass. Um, I think we kind of knew it was coming, but yeah. still, nevertheless. Uh, so I, you know, you might have known me from that. That's what, that's where the internet's good. Where the downfall is, though, is I know people still like watching the show on on cable, but back then the cable company was the only one in town. Yeah. So it was the same as being on broadcast television, but now people have so many. You know, they tell me all the time, "Well, I don't get Spectrum anymore," and that's why I tell them about the links, which yeah. is cool that we got the you know the streaming and the Roco channel. So. <clears throat> Yeah, it's 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 nice to have that. And now they're making uh, you're on one of them. I, there's several different horror host uh, channels now. Yeah, I can't recall which one you're on because there's. Am five I on of them. one of them? I don't know. So, I didn't yeah, think they you were me. for a little while. I don't know what happened. They, didn't think they, they come they like and go. Me too much. <laughs> they change the links a lot. They don't like me because I'll tell them what I think. <laughs> they got they get the thing is is you know for the most part with everything I do you know you got to. You want to be nice to everybody, and you want everything to. Well, it's, it's, it's BS, you know. Yeah. If, I, if, I, uh, if someone's pulling that, then I'm going to call them out. Because yeah. I'll go back to my old days as a punk rocker. There's something there with that, with me that 
it was almost like some people would say, oh, he was a punk before it was punk rock. Um, there was just something about I had a bad attitude or, or the other thing was uh, I grew up around a lot of, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say cyn cynicism. My mom and my grandma, Cynics. my mom and my grandma could be very sarcastic. Yes, yeah. They'd label everything and they call everybody else on BS. And then my two friends in high school were the same way as them two. And then the three of us got together. So that manifested into where, you know. And then the whole punk rock thing happened. It seemed like a perfect time for me because I wanted to be in a band and it wasn't too hard to play punk rock, you know. So that 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 was going to be the thing. And I really, at that point, because everything comes here a little bit later sometimes, you know, the Midwest. Yeah. But in 1979, if you were punk rock, you'd get a very redneck uh, uh, kind of, you know, people would want to beat you up, people when you let you into parties. Yeah. So it was like to stick with that, you know. We'd have to have to change, you know, they wanted you to change, and we never did, but, so, anyway, so that attitude's still there, pretty much, even though I've really censored myself a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you get older, you know, you, you, you let things go, but, bit. yeah, but some, you know, the, the horror host things, really, there's a lot of people doing really good, there's some really good shows, there's some, there's really some other bad really bad shows, shows. <laughs> um, and mine's probably one of the bad ones, but, uh, uh I don't know where people are coming from with that sometimes because, really, this was the thing that the news, the weatherman, the anchor man, somebody did yeah. for extra change, or the guy that did the the morning kids show, he did the horror host because I, I don't know if there's much of a career other than spend Cooley for you know yeah. wrapping ten minutes of audio around a movie that's not yours and yes. somebody else's content. You know, I mean, and his his breaks are super short. For, I I seen a commercial. I go, oh, there's a commercial on the TV. I was visiting my mom and. Uh, I thought I was going to actually see him, and I didn't even see him in the commercial. So yeah, but it, it, you know, it's cool. It's, I think most of the most of the horror, people watching horror host shows are are horror hosts, maybe. But well, then there's there's like any entertainment yes. thing, there's going to be a lot of drama because yeah. that's if it's music, actors. I don't care if it's entertainment. <laughs> if it's just about anything, to tell you the truth, there's drama because and there, and Facebook can manifest that uh, even more yes. so. But uh, like I said, there's some really good ones. Sometimes I think people copied me. Sometimes I think they maybe they're seeing something that I copied. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a uh, like I said, there's a broad spectrum of horror hosts out there. Yes, and but it's a good thing it's still them, alive. Some of them are. They shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> they should have some scripting. They should have something something going on besides the way they do their show. That's just my opinion, not well, the doctors. But, you know, God bless them for trying, but... Right, I don't... I, point I, you when know. you're watching somebody go, mm, uh, mm, uh, and a microphone for ten minutes with somebody, and they say three sentences. Right. It gets a little... That's yeah. my, like I said, that's my opinion, not the doctor. <laughs> no, no, I see, I see, so. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon that never had any, any background in entertainment or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I, for me, it was just, it was a thing that clicked because I was so known in the community before I started the Horror Host program, and then people liked it, and then I was pretty uncensored in the beginning. I found out seniors were coming up to me and talking about having, you know, they have, that's their movie night with their grandkids and I thought you know what you got to pull this back a little bit yeah you know and because uh, there was a lot of shenanigans going on <laughs> yeah, yeah well I, there's a guy uh, there's a guy at, in Illinois that does one and I can't even watch his show because of the way he talks through the whole show 
Oh, so, who could that be? Yeah, <laughs> who could that be? And the re- I turned on the show. There's some woman from my town was on the show with him. Okay. I was just like, what's I, going on? You're talking about... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. I, I was, I, I sent her a message. I said, "What are you doing on well, this?" Well, y- you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but I, I, I know who you're talking about, and I know his uh, orange wig wearing buddy, and those two had a blog talk radio thing <laughs> that they did, which I didn't have a think of from a radio standpoint. It was very professional, but that's my yeah. opinion. Um, and they, 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 they took task to. Uh, Ridicule another host uh, from Chicago area, yeah, and spent the whole show uh, basically saying, uh, stating why this guy didn't deserve to be in the nomination for the Rondos Awards, which is that's a popularity yeah, contest. Yeah, but Stan Gooley won again, right? Talk, yeah, I heard yeah. some talk about that. Yeah, well, that somewhere. it's one of those things with the voting <laughs> and everything else, and uh, and whatnot. But that was not cool. I mean, uh, Greg's. I'll tell you what, man, that guy's probably got. He's probably could release a, 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 a hundred disc set of all the interviews that guy's. Yeah. He knows no shame. He'll go up to anybody and ask for an interview, you know. I know somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, that's where you got to be. Yeah. So, you know, if you got that happening, I, you know. Yeah, well, I, I've seen Greg a few times. And the first time I saw him was at a show called Resin Heads. I don't know if you went to that show or not. No. But that was the... That was the best convention I've ever been to. It, it, Reggie yeah. was there. Reggie from Phantasm was there, and uh, yeah, Ginger but, Lynn Allen, Rockford's very own, I, was there. And I, I, the thing is, is I don't got no real beef or anything with any yeah. of these people that are going to conventions or doing a horror host thing. I mean, I might, I, I will be sarcastic and I will call stuff out, but it isn't like I got a real problem. I mean, when I grew up in bands, man. We were beating each other up, yeah, you know? Yeah. We, we had real issues, not this, you know, Facebook uh, thing or whatever that's well, going let's on. Well, let's get off of the talking about bad horror movies. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, we could talk about bad horror movies. Well, my, some of my favorites are made for TV. Okay. And one of them I'm going to bring up, since you're into punk rock, is a very little-known movie starring... Uh, What's her name? Sean Astin's mom. I don't... The twins from the TV show. They're cousins. Identical cousins. What was the name of that show? I don't remember. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we can't remember. Those two girls that look alike, they look like aliens? Patty Duke. The Patty Patty Duke 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 show. show. The Patty Duke show. Okay, Okay. So, the Patty Duke show. Patty Duke played Rosemary. Okay. And it was called, Look What's Happened to Rosemary's Baby. It was oh, a made-for-television film. I've never seen that one. And uh, very few people have. I saw it when it was on first run, and then I saw it about 35 years later, and I really remembered it better on the first run. But it's kind of like a, uh, he's half he's half the devil fighting his, fighting his bad self. Okay. It's kind of like Marvel Comics' uh, Son of Satan <laughs> as a film. Okay. But man, it's horrible. And the guy that uh, the guy who plays Rosemary's baby ended up being the uh, the head vampire of the assassins on the Strain TV series. If you have any idea what I'm talking I about, I don't. Okay, I'm that's okay. sorry. That's okay. But you're saying you that's, like bad movies. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I, well, so. I, I I know sometimes I think they hurt the genre, but I just remember as far as television goes, things that were on television that were 
epic and viral before that word was because I'm talking about the mid early to mid seventies is Darren McGavin's first movie, The Night yes. Stalker. Everybody was talking about that. Of course, Karen Black uh, in uh, in trilogy, trilogy of Terror. horror. Everybody was yeah. talking. That was nuts. And another one that was like that really wasn't the same kind of film though. Is Duel with uh, was it Robert Weaver? McCloud. Yeah, yeah, McCloud. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was Spielberg's early film. That one went yeah. viral, and of course, Gargoyles. Dennis Weaver. Uh, Gargoyles. Dennis Weaver, yes. Bernie Casey yeah. from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. The, uh, the dean from Revenge of the Nerds was the head gargoyle. So, so yeah, yeah, those those were really big and, and great. Um, I don't know, some of you know some of Ed Wood's films, I think, uh, Bride of the Monsters snuck in there on me. They put that in between Universal films for Creature Feature. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just accepted that as a classic. I was too young to recognize that Bella was much older and whatnot, but I always liked the idea of the creepy house and the octopus. And I, I've not seen a lot of Ed Wood movies. Other okay. Than the I, I just have, me personally, not my... Not my deal. Okay. They have to be color. <laughs> I was born okay. in the 70s. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of black and white stuff because I'm old. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I'm getting there myself. <laughs> I love all the Universal classics. I mean, even well, though those... I are... like those, but like uh, Ed Woods, I'm really not into the sci-fi genre at all. I, I, I am uh, too. Even though it's not, Star Wars. Yeah, Day that's not as big as, as classic horror uh is to me star wars didn't really do much for me when i saw it when i first came out um i was intrigued in the beginning by the poster that had the two the the two the leia and uh what's his name uh, with, the, with the lightsaber ben kenobi no 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 the, <laughs> luke skywalker luke okay and then it had this big picture of like a giant it almost i thought it was like a statue of darth vader's and i and this is at a time when i don't i've never been introduced to darth vader nobody okay. has yet and I thought of the Sphinx from the uh, Time Machine movie, and I thought it was going to be more like that weirdness, like the Time Machine. And then I found out it was just this plastic armor, which I saw walking around out here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's it. So that really wasn't it. So I, I agree with agreement on the sci-fi. It's really got to be like the classic horror for me. Yeah. That I, I like it better. Um, I do like the original Star Trek and Lost in Space, though, the TV yeah. show. Um I can't believe how silly that got after a while. And that, yeah. you know what, what? What's interesting to me about Lost in Space is that, you know, Vincent Price had a lot hard time getting like leading roles and stuff because he was too well spoken. I mm -hmm. guess we'll leave it at that. And uh, and 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 Doctor Smith, Jonathan Harris has got that quality too, almost a little more over the top. Paul I can't believe Holland. that even <laughs> in the in the '60s, still when there's a lot of reservations about things. How he managed to just run that show, yeah. And he was just making up. He was writing it half the show after a while, and the, it's just bizarre to watch. It's it, yeah. that, that that would happen. Then I find out, well, he's from Brooklyn, and he the way he talks is done purposeless, purposely. He yeah. copied actors to try to sound sophisticated, and that show. I, I watched a documentary about that show. It went on until the '90s as a number one show in Australia. Oh yeah. Then you gotta wonder it, what's going on in Australia. <laughs> well, they, you know, went through a real silly period. It seemed like it got near the with the third season. They were trying to rope it back in a little bit, um, but it is what it is. But that was, an, you know, probably early introduction of me with monsters before I saw the Universal because that was a babysitter and I got to stay up late. And she now, were you there when? Uh, did you start watching any of the? Uh... You said you didn't when you were older, but when you were younger, did you watch the horror? 
host shows? Yes, actually I did because that's just kind of where I was going to. Is I remember watching Frankenstein with the babysitter for the first time okay. and, the, and the creature features. It might have actually been before it actually was creature feature. Like they just put the movies out mm-hmm. on and then later they came with that awesome intro with the Henry Mancini music. Yes. So then I found out about that. Then I found out about Sven Gulli, and then we had Dr. Cadaverino out of Milwaukee. Yeah. So I I had two horror hosts growing up at the same time, and I'd watch both shows. So I knew, unlike many people in Illinois, <laughs> Sven Gulli ain't the only one. And then, well, that's and what he, now, and he ain't even the original one now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, I didn't know. I thought it was just like him. I didn't know there was other ones. Well, nobody and, really did because. He, there wasn't the communication like there is now. Yeah. And back there, there'd be a different one in every city. Yes. I've noticed them do s- similar skits, like the the big station told little stations, here's what you do, you do this. Yeah. So I had, I had Dr. Cadaverino was on so late, he was scary to watch. And he was super edgy, too. Yeah. He was probably more edgy than the original. What did, he, was. what did he look like? A brief description. By the time I got to seeing him, he had a beard and he had like these fangs. And he just wore this wig with a hat. I don't really think there was a heck of a lot of makeup. And he had a sidekick that was headless called Igor, and uh, that creeped me out too. And plus, he's on super late, so not only am, am I up at twelve thirty at night, I'm also afraid of getting yelled at for having the TV on in my room <laughs> at twelve thirty at night. Yeah. So, so I had two. Then we had two loose no neck in Milwaukee, and uh, two loose no neck, two loose no neck okay. shot theater. That was he okay. was on, came on in the early eighties. I remember one of our bands. We went down there and saw him downtown. I still got the signed. Uh, I still have his signed promo card, and so I, I got, you know, watched him through the '80s, and he was doing the horror host thing. And then when I first started my show, I hadn't even done my fifth show yet. You know, you got to find your character with that. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff I did with bands and and music and everything, but I never really did that. And uh, so they bring on to loose no neck, the the actual yeah. guy. He wasn't in costume, but we did a nice interview. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I knew about all the different ones. Of course, I knew about Vampira. I mean, I knew she was a horror hostess, and Vampira has been in all the old famous monsters forever. So everybody knows she, yeah. she's like the uh, other than the Bride of Frankenstein. The next one, what a, that was kind of a rough way to treat that lady. They should have given her. I personally, I think they should have given her something with that. Elvira, Elvira should have given. Well, her she something. she was supposed to be. It was going to be. They're going to call her Vampira, yes. and she was going to have something to do with it, and. uh but then they just changed the name, and and uh, she sued, but she didn't even show up in court. Yeah. So so that was that. But the, really, there's a, if you've seen him, yeah, I know you don't like the Ed Wood movies. He did a movie called Orgy of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Orgy of the Dead is basically a werewolf and a mummy, and then he's got Griswold, and, uh, then, and then it's strippers. Yeah. And, but there's a girl in that movie. She wore the Elvira costume before Elvira did. Okay. And I know... That if they were in negotiations with Vampira, you know, there's no way they didn't know about that Ed Wood movie because she's got the knife and the mm-hmm. dress, the hair, the whole thing exactly. Yeah, exactly. What about? Uh, did you ever watch any of the Santo films? The the wrestler. Yes. Yes, I have seen some okay, of those. Okay, I've watched those once in a while. I like the uh, the one where he fights the vampire woman. Or the mummy. And and the classic, the classic one is the uh, El Hombre Lobo. 
Dracula and El Hombre Lobo. Oh, I love that one too. So that's just, I was just well, throwing you know, that they, in there. Uh, some of those, uh, the, the Mexican films really, they were really, uh, I don't know if they're really inspired by Mario Bava a little bit, but they were really bringing back the classic feel at a time when not too many others were. I suppose Roger Corman's going on around that same time, but like the Vampire's Coffin or the uh, Brainiac. 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 That's mm-hmm. a crazy movie. Uh, there's a couple of them like that, and uh, so they, you know they really did their, their their good job. And of course, Mario Bava's stuff is fantastic, and and then you got the whole you know Godzilla Toho film thing. Yes, that's another whole set. Did you? Uh, I did an episode on Channel Forty Four out of Chicago. Did you have that channel or no? No. Okay. They had the uh, lineup of Ultraman and Space Giants and. Oh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Is that what you're talking then or now? Back then. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I caught that. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I, might, I was getting into my later teen years, and I think I started watching all them shows, and it just got me. It was a too much. It was a. Yeah. It, it got to. It was just too many fake rubber suits. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then so then finally uh, something like Godzilla versus Megalon comes along, and I'm like, oh, it's the same rubber, cheap, ultra cheap. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with Jet Chikar. Right? Huh? Jet Jaguar, the, yeah, the silver yeah, robot the, guy. That tries to stand them up. That's, uh, that's yeah, it was. Uh, I always said that was the worst Godzilla film ever made until America started. Yeah, well. Especially, yeah. They, and they've they, been pretty. They're terrible. Yeah, I hear you there. They, well, now I'm, I tell you what, I think it's just something the Japanese should be doing in the first place because you never really get that. It's just thematically, it's it's something of theirs. They've got the dragon in their culture, the nuclear thing, and yeah. you know, um, I think they're. I can't believe that. And that Dotary guy, I thought, oh, he's gonna be good because I love Trick or Treat. And I love this Krampus movie. But you know what? It might be something culturally that's the block here. Because if a guy like that, that tapped into yeah. those other things so well, did such a bad job on this Godzilla movie, um, I just think let the Japanese give them the I money. I couldn't even, not to interrupt you, but I couldn't even see what was going on with the monsters it's in terrible. the Godzilla yeah. movie. Uh, what is this? Well, I, I, they always said darkness hides production flaws, yeah. so that might have been what it, it is. It's horrible. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I got halfway through this newest one, and I was like, oh, well, I got. I paid my money, I got to sit here. And uh, but I think they ought to scrap the whole... The Kong movie was horrible. I turned that off um, yeah. right halfway through. I, I turned it off, and I turned my TV off and played old vinyl records. I was so pissed at it. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. We can uh, say that one. Okay. We just can't say the big ones. Um, <laughs> all right. So I say... Let's give Toho the money to make Godzilla versus Gamera. Yeah. You know, that's, that yes. would be a... Fantastic! You just you already know what the scenario is going to be for. The, I can guarantee you, they're going to have King Kong and Godzilla fighting for half the movie, and the two will team up against a bigger enemy. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, and 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 they're ter- the movies are all here first. You heard it here first, out of the doctor's mouth. The yeah. secret of the new Godzilla. That, that was film. a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Spo- <laughs> spoiler alert! After you've been guess spoiled. what? The bigger spoiler is the movie's getting made. That's. A- <laughs> That's terrible conditions. Yeah, I, I grew up with those. I was a Godzilla fan my whole life, yep. which is almost from the beginning, almost. Did, did you guys have the afternoon movie, like from 3 to 3.45, where they play a three-hour movie in 45 minutes? Oh, <laughs> like, no. I, I, well, I channel, remember... Channel well, 7 had one. They'd have, like, Ape Week, and then they'd have, like, Hammer Horror Week. Well, well I know one of the biggest tragedies in my entire life is when I, I went from kindergarten, where I go to kindergarten in the morning having to stay the whole day and the school let out at 3:15. so even if i ran home i would just catch the very end of dark shadows yes that was major i, I, I learned more from dark shadows than i did in school yeah. and uh 
So I missed out on that, but then they started running uh, Channel 7 out of Chicago, started running all the Hammer films. Or yeah, ha- that, Hammer that's, films. that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they run them 3.30 to 5. Yeah. Yeah, it was four, 90 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I saw those, and I really liked the style that they had and the colors and everything about those. I thought those were great. And Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, it's like, wow, we got another Lugosi and Karloff. How is that even yeah. possible? Yeah. And they really, I mean, they pretty much just immersed themselves in the horror genre. They didn't worry about being typecast. Or one, of the, one of the greatest movies they ever made together is Horror Express. Yes. I could watch that thing over and over. Oh, yeah. Those, I like the Gargan is a favorite, yeah. too. And they yeah. showed that one at that time, too, which she really was creepy. So I, I really got appreciation some for guy did a, uh Some guy brought her back, whoever played the Gorgon, oh, recently. Yeah. They did a sequel, yeah. like, in, within the last year. Yeah, they did, House of the Gorgon. I don't yeah. know if they had that lady that was the... But he the, he had um, Carolyn Monroe. Oh, okay, the, that's what. Oh, that's that that was the teenage yeah. heartthrob. Yeah. Her and them Sinbad movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Her and Raquel Welch. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, that was that was always uh, I always was loving those films. I, for the most part of my life, I did. But just a few turbulent years of uh, playing in punk bands and being very self-destructive. Yeah. The name destruction does not come. That's what that Dale destruction came from. Was things got broken a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like drum sets or drum phones? sets, guitars, phones. Phone, oh, phones are always a catch. Okay, <laughs> if you throw in the cell, breaking the cell phone is something new. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not that's 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 in the past. But yeah. So that's how I got that name, and then it just I just stuck for some reason, and then it ended up being the doctor, which is funny because my initials are DR. Yeah. And so I was Doctor W when I was drawing comic book drawings and had. Jack Kirby for a pen pal. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys, and then, yeah, I got into art. That's, that. Uh, I got into art because of Frazetta. I love Jack your Kirby. paintings. I, I see them on, when you have the art shows, you do yeah. the Universal Monsters. It never gets old. Yeah. It never, a Frankenstein, doing a Frankenstein painting, it never gets old. And I always have to do another one because it's always going to sell. Yeah, I see some of your artwork out here. It looks like the 70s posters. The velvet posters. Oh, okay. Like the skeleton over here. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of those are old uh, Halloween die-cut designs, the yeah. ones that I liked as a kid. and uh, the, uh, Which is the a famous, the famous green skull with orange eyes. Right, right. That was an episode of Happy Days. Yeah. Um, it's funny. If you look those up, and everyone should, uh, oh, like 1900 <laughs> Halloween die cuts, 19, you yeah. know, circa 1900. It's interesting about the Halloween imagery is it's black cats and devils and witches and cornstalks and moons and black cats and all this there's no monster movies yet yeah so there's no there's no frankenstein none of that's even happened yet so it's not in halloween it's not even part of it really yeah. it, and i tell people because if they see me dressed up they'll be like oh it's not halloween yet It'll be, you know because i'm dressing up to go to a convention or yeah. something I'm like, oh. okay the monster movie genre is year-round horror films come out year-round yeah. there's Convention celebrating them year round. Halloween is a seasonal thing; comes once a year. It's with the season, and it's with the pumpkins and everything else. And the two things complement each other very well, but they're not the same thing. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about Halloween okay. and how things have changed from uh, back when we were kids till now. How uh, we'll start with the decorations and stuff. The decorations were, like you said, a skeleton guy, a mm-hmm. witch, uh-huh. a crow over here. There's a there's the old cray paper pumpkin with floating arms on the door when you go to go trick right. or treating. Now we're getting and you're going to people's yards. You got the animatronic guy pulling his head off and screaming at you and 
arms and legs thrown all over the place and stuff, kind of going for a more gory than a Halloweeny feel. That's just my. That's once again, that's my personal opinion on it. Yeah, what is, well, that's what, what do you think's going on here? Ah, uh, the industry, trans world, um, party city. Um, they want to change the day to Halloween to be uh, uh, on the Saturday before or whatever, to, yeah. so that they uh, for their sales or whatever, which is kind of dumb because everybody at the bars and everything's already doing it. Yeah. They're already doing that. Um, but I'm afraid that uh, Party City and Trans World and this country of America has no jurisdiction over a 3,000 year old Irish holiday. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're trying to do that. It's just kind of annoying, and it's been that that got brought up lately, but it's been brought up before. Well, I just I think they've gotten gotten away from just having fun on Halloween. And well, they in, in Kenosha, it was a good 30 years that it was on a Sunday at one o'clock in the daytime. Yeah, for 30 years. That's Three decades of kids that never knew what it was like to trick or treat at night on Halloween. Yeah. Well, they brought it, they changed that ten years ago. Actually, I ran for mayor, and that was on platform. <laughs> it was trick or treat on the day? I, I I think maybe the the mayor ended up. Uh, mayor doctor destruction. I think they ended up. I, I might have helped get that done. So now it's at night on the day, which is it is a fantastic thing. Unfortunately. Um, everybody in their uh, Cadillac Escalade still think they can do 40 miles an hour through these uh, yeah. areas where the kids are at night. And now the kids crisscross a lot, and the parents are driving them. Yeah. But they crisscross a lot because only a couple of houses do. It's not like when yeah. everybody did it. So as as the old man in me would say, I maybe it's not such a good idea after all because <laughs> you know, and well, people can't slow down. Yeah. It probably should just be making a bit. The kids should just be off school. It should just be this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, really. Um, and I, I don't know. See, because I don't know if people really have sort of a religious, religious or spiritual connection to Halloween. Well. And I think that might be. I'll tell you, I was in the, back in 1995, I was waiting because uh, KISS was going to do Unplugged, okay, with the original members. Uh -huh. I was waiting. I've been waiting for months because I went to the, I went to the KISS convention that year and I met all the members. I was so excited. I said, I'm going to see Kiss live. And I saw him and I came to this. I ended up in the hospital on Halloween night with a kidney stone, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm not happy already. I got a, an older gentleman, you know, who's at the end of his life next to me while I'm sitting in this hospital room. I'm sitting here and I'm getting ready to watch Kiss and the, the nurse comes in. I said, oh, what are you doing here tonight? Oh, well, you know, I volunteered to work so the girl could, you know, I said, oh, your kid's going trick-or-treating tonight? She said, oh, no, I don't let my kids go out trick-or-treating due to all the Satanists that are out there. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all the Satanists. All the Satanists. On Halloween. Yeah. Well, I don't think, see, I don't think America really has yeah. got any sort of religious holiday belief too i mean you know we know yeah. the, the pagans and the yeah. the witches with their sage in the kitchen and yeah. you know they they will think that way but um i don't really see there's that connection i think that's yeah. probably why it's getting to be as popular or more so than christmas christmas you have either have religious issues or you've got family issues yeah with those things you don't really have with halloween yeah things change it's just that's just the way it is you know, you, you sound, start sounding like a grumpy old man. I'm back in my day. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's know, what it, it does change. Everybody's going to say that because everything's going to change in their lifetime. Things aren't going to stay the same. Tell, tell us a little bit about your haunting history. Well, I started haunting at a place called Kemper Center. Um, we had a, I had a gallery space when I was in college, and uh, 
they had an, it was an annex. They tore the building down, but they let us do the haunted house in the Durkee Mansion, which is a big deal because now that's all restored and everything. Mm -hmm. And back then, it had all the stuff in it, but it was looked like a haunted house. So I, I started doing that for them, but then I was looking for art jobs, and I came out here to Jerry Smith's, and I met Rosemary Smith, uh, one of the most no, just beautiful woman in person I've ever met in my life. She's like the the pumpkin. She was the one that started it. And uh, I came here and she said, you know, I go, do you need some painting done? And she wanted that inside the bus painted. And I said, well, I could draw a bunch of black and white monsters in here. And uh, so I did that. And then what was funny when I walked in, she goes, are you from Kemper? And at the time, I wasn't. <laughs> and I said, I, but I said, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, then then I was married at the time, and we were gonna we got married on Halloween, so we we're gonna we we're gonna go do something at a different farm. And we got there, and we're looking at each other. We're going, this place is falling apart. We're waiting forever for a ten dollar hayride, and it, it, we're like, you know what? Let's just go back to that little farm where we did the painting, and it was already Halloween time. And then that's when I met Jerry Smith, who's like my pumpkin dad, almost, I don't know, I love the guy. And uh, I met him, and then he was like, well, you know, and gave, had a couple drinks and said, we, we need somebody to run the haunted bus. So then I, I've been doing that ever since. Okay. And then I had a couple haunted buses that I that wrote, drove that I took to yeah, County Yeah, you said, I heard you say that on the ra yeah. radio show the other night. Yeah. Uh, so. You, you, know. you want to tell people about your radio program? Well, the radio pro program I'm doing right now is sort of paranormal and uh, alien uh, subjects, even though that was... I, I, this show's called Area 1051, and that's the uh, the genius John Perry, the program director at, at AM 1050, his mm -hmm. idea, okay? Before, the other show was Dr. Destruction's Big Top Radio Broadcast After Midnight, and that was more more movie-based. I, yeah. I did the alien stuff, too, and uh, I, I, I find it interesting. It's just... It's hard to get to be, you know, I, I feel constricted a little bit because it never was like that before. And it can be, I like doing that, but I like doing other stuff too. So we're, yeah. we're kind of doing that. I, I don't know where we're it's at. It's kind of sliding in. I well, it's, it's like, it's been two months of, of, of doing the show and I haven't gotten any feedback or, or whatnot, but that's fine. I got, it, it, it's okay. But I got my, I got an audience, you know, so it's yeah. my audience. It's. I don't know. I mean, am I really am I really live and local for my audience, or am I, the other audience is different? And some of those people I think that were that I had on before in the old show, yeah. they're doing their own radio and podcast. So now it might yeah. be like, oh, you know, I'm stepping on somebody's toes, or no, and I, I really wasn't really wasn't my idea. It's great to be on that late for the second shifter known as Shaking. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they love it. They love it. There's people. I got people I would never dream of that say they listen to the show at night. Yeah, seniors, everybody. Yeah, it's it's a, a great audience, and uh, I'm I'm blessed for that audience. So I just have to make sure that's what I think. I could probably talk about Charmin toilet paper, and they'd listen. Well, you lose me on that one. <laughs> well, Mr. you never Whipple. know. If we <laughs> well, come on now, you know that <laughs> you're Mr. Whipple, maybe. Yeah, you know, you know we're really. Uh, <laughs> You want Charmin to sponsor you. No, but see, we were, we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of sure you think I got it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you're talking about the old Halloween. It's like uh, it's like whatever happened to good old toilet paper and trees. That yeah. doesn't happen too much anymore. Yeah, well. And there was that humorous... There's a documentary I suggest everybody watch. I know that Dotary watched it for his trick-or-treat movie. It's called The Haunted History of Halloween. It's an old History Channel. Thing. Yeah, I've it's on seen, YouTube. I've seen it. All right, then there's that humorist from Minnesota. I can't recall the name. 
but he says something like, you know, when you try to get wet toilet paper out of a really tall oak tree, <laughs> you will believe in capital punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that town in Minnesota. Minoka. Minoka. Min Anoka, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. That they, have, the have Halloween capital of the world. No, I would love to. I'm here. I, yeah. That's the downfall of having a haunted house in October, especially when it's seven days a week, is you don't get to go to all the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Wendigo Fest is going on right now. Rat Bat Spiders what, playing. What's Wendigo Fest? I'm not exactly sure. Okay. It's uh, I just know people I like that are at it. I like my skin, so I don't know if I want to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's probably getting rained out as we are right yeah. now. So um, it's, it's a very nice place. Yeah, it's unique. It's just the way they, they set up the corn and everything. And I've done a lot of the artwork through the years here. they got other people now because, see, where the pumpkin, there's a pumpkin patch right over there. That's where yeah. my spot used to be up until two years ago until they moved me back. You are going to go take a walk through the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so they, they moved it and I had to rebuild and we, we brought the buses back there because there's the original bus that they had here. And there's the, the two haunted buses that ran that I made. <laughs> well, I don't know. You need to. You need to make one for the uh, convention circuit. Uh, I don't even know if I'll be on the convention circuit too much. Yeah, but not with a bus. Yeah, I did some. I did some crazy that's some scary stuff. Oh, I did some crazy right. stuff. You want to talk about a, a haunted bus? Try taking it 400 miles, right? <laughs> you don't know what a haunted bus. Does. You don't even know the adventures. And in the first one, that was a rickety one too. Yeah. And I did most of the traveling in that one. And we went. We got into Lollapalooza in '96, and it was at some. Some uh, county fairgrounds west of Rockford, Winnebago. I just okay. went through there. Yeah, and that—that's where they had it, and they had all like they wanted it to Metallica. be like a sideshow. Metallica, Metallica was there. Metallica was there. Yeah, and I was at Metallica, and anyway, they were had the headless woman. They had all the stuff. Yeah. The, the, there's this crazy chick that was running it, but she was nicest, nicest, nicest lady. Green hair or silver dress, big platforms. She knew Johnny Thunders, so we we're talking about that, but. We're making bank. It's like 11 o'clock. I think we had a couple grand already. Yeah. You know, and they didn't want nothing from us for being there. I'm like, well, we're going to be, we're going to have to, we could have went on the whole tour. Yeah. I don't know how that bus would have made it. It probably wouldn't have. But, uh, so we're doing really good and we're thinking positive. We're going to go on this tour now. This is going to be for real. And it was like 98 degrees and no clouds. Yeah. And all of a sudden everybody's just struggling for water. I mean, yeah. it was actually a dangerous situation, I would say, with that many people in the heat. You're and and, and uh, it was probably a dangerous situation. And uh, anyway, that ended up, that killed all the business. All right, so it was super hot out. Yeah, it was super hot out at the Metallica concert in, in Rockford for the Lollapalooza. Yeah. And this is one of the, the, the headless lady was there. It was a, a lot of things. It was hot. And it's getting to around sunset when Metallica is supposed to be going on. And I'm like, man, am I getting heat stroked or what? Because I'm looking at the stage and it kind of looks like, you know, like a, a warped, uh, the segment from a Roger Corman film, mm -hmm. you know, when they warp the picture, or it looks kind of like looking at a snowy television set. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I? What am I seeing here? This is almost like it's supernatural. Yeah. But there has to be an explanation, of course, since the way I take with all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm seeing this thing, and finally somebody had some binoculars. Hey, they go here, look, and I put the binoculars on. It was a bazillion water bottles being thrown in the air in front okay. of the stage. And Metallica's like, stop it! <laughs> you know, these are the guys that used to rip, tell their people to rip the sod out of the grass and throw it at them at them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was one of the adventures, uh, definitely, with traveling the haunted bus across the countryside. So, haunted buses to 
horror host television. You've done it all. Yeah. Stage, screen. Have you written anything? I haven't written anything but songs. Okay, well, songs is something. Yeah. Um, so. I wrote some songs. Uh, I was in Killing Pole. That was a good. That's a good movie. It's still available on Amazon. What about the Mortuary Girls? Mortuary Girls was a local I, film. I want to come to that party. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, yes, you should come to that party. Um, Mortuary Girls was done by my film friend Mark Gumbinger. I didn't know him before we made the film. And then he kind of put a cameo in, and then later we made the Mortuary Girls song, which I wrote just for the movie. And I uh, had a lot of fun doing that. But it's like, I like that movie, or being in a movie is a really interesting thing. Because I'll watch, I'll watch it, and I'll, I'll be like, well, I knew what was going on in the background, or I know this, this scene, or what was going on in that time in life. It's, just, cause it's a cool thing to be able to do. And then I did uh, Mortuary Girls, I mean, Killing Paul. I didn't know any of those people. They contacted me, and they actually contacted me in, like, I want to say 2011. And they said, told me this, the plot for Killing Paul, and I was like, that's great. You know, he goes, well, we're waiting for funding. That's what they all say. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about them completely, and they got a hold of me in 2013, said they had the money, and they wanted to do a Kickstarter to get some more, and that we'd shoot summer of 2013, and that we did. And uh, I met Rick Plaxtina, who plays the, the college professor, the vindictive college professor in there. He even did stuff like All in the Family episodes and stuff. He's a th stage actor, which is like, wow. I'm like, well. <laughs> and then I did this one scene where I'm interrogating this kid, college kid, and we get done with that, and then the director comes up, well, you know who that is? And I go, I don't know nobody is here. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. You know, I thought it was a college movie. I didn't know what it was. Oh, that's Rick Bush. He was in Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood. And then Osward Chow, he's in Supernaturals, and he's in uh, 2012, that movie 2012. Yeah. So uh, they had, you know, had some names, so that was good, did the premieres and everything. Then uh, there's a local guy I just accidentally met. And then we made, I think, was probably one of the most fun projects that I've done is that one, is uh, Greg the Grouchy Gremlin. It's a 10-minute short with the Dr. Destruction character okay. in it. It's on YouTube. Yeah, just, check but, it out. But now Danny did a uh, Danny did a, uh, a movie called I Dream of Psychopomp, and it's an anthology, and he, uh, I'm a vampire in one of the segments, and I got to work with uh, Ben Shaw, who was a, he was a, he's a male model, now he's doing acting and stuff, and uh, what's really interesting, before I met him, like the week before, while I was doing the radio show, you know, I always have a YouTube, my uh, Facebook up, and I see this video, and it's Gary Oldman, Tim Roth, um, who's the other one that was in, William Defoe, all the creepy guys, Adrian Brody, it's all the creepy actors that are alive today, and they're in, in Milan, in like a male model show mm -hmm. with all these younger models. So I'm talking to Ben Shaw at, at, while we're waiting around to film for Greg Grouchy Gremlin. I mean, no, I Dream of Psychopomp. I'm mixing them up. And we're, we, you know, we're they didn't need either one of us, so we're talking about everything under the sun. And I, he's Australian, and I, I brought up this video and explained it like I just did to you. And he goes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm in it. And he's in it. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, okay. what is that a coincidence there? Yeah. And then... Uh, Liveling, Juliet Living, is that her name? She was in a movie. She's got her picture. She was in a Spielberg movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one coming up. I I really don't have any lines. It's sort of a sort of a cameo. It's an important character though in the story, which is good because you can't miss me. But here I'm thinking, I'm well, I'm gonna get this vampire makeup and everything, you know, and fangs and whatnot. Yeah, I got fangs, but no makeup. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then then uh, I got the scene where I've got this dead girl. What was actually uh, she was actually on the show, the radio show with me, and she was a regular co-host. And then she was on the television show, so she was like the victim, kind of did a victim thing. And I was supposed to, I guess I was supposed to bite her neck or something. But uh, the guy was like <laughs> squirting blood, and I don't know, he, he, some homemade stuff or what it was, because it tasted like crap. And I, 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 he's squirting that. I'm all full of blood. Blood's everywhere. And we're laying in this dusty floor of this uh, theater lobby. And, uh, and I just, you know, that's not my way of uh, my idea of working on someone's neck with a mouthful of blood and some fangs. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really, uh, I've never really thought about it like that. It's <laughs> not what you, it's not, it's not glamorous at all. Really go through my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. All right, well, let's uh, let's get your uh, stuff in that you're going to be doing here and where to get a hold of you on the television. Okay, well, uh, my show is on television, obviously, in Kenosha. It's streamed uh, Saturday at 9 p.m. Central Time, uh, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, and midnight Central Time on Friday. And that's on uh, KenoshaCommunityMedia.org, or it's KenoshaMedia.org. And then there's a Kenosha Community Media Roco channel. Yes. So that you can watch anywhere. Um, the radio show, uh, it's AM 1050 WLIP here in Kenosha, or AM 10, uh, 10 WLIP.com. Yes. And you can stream that there live. And then uh, shows coming up, I got, we're doing a Halloween party at TG's in Kenosha on 7th Avenue with uh, Elvis impersonator, Frank Sinatra impersonator, and Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And then they've got me being roasted. I guess I'm the only real one that's not an impersonator. Okay. <laughs> so that's coming up on Halloween. And their tickets are 20 bucks for that. Includes food and first drink and whatnot. Then my party is November 2nd at 58 Below in Kenosha. And I have uh, five bands. i got Wretched Scraggs, Slaughter Party, Amsadel and uh, uh, Fiendish Fandoms, and then my band, Roosevelt Dolls. And uh, by the way, Amsdell wrote a really cool tribute song. Did you hear that song? Not yet. That they did? Do you I, know about I, it? I know about it. Okay. That I was saw the I, link. I really. I saw the link. I was, it was not a, I was having a bad day the day I got to hear that, and uh, it was fantastic. I, I really like what they did. So that that's going to be a really cool show, and I'm hoping to have the screening of the Mortuary Girls cast reunion and hopefully a belly dancer. I'm in. All right, give him a give him one of your Doctor Destruction's famous laughs okay. on the way out. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Good night. The preceding program has been brought to you by. I have traveled the mystical realms for years. I'm now here to answer the unanswered questions you have at Madame Bacardi Smirnoff's psychic hotline. Thank you for calling. How may I answer your question? Uh, well, you must have been really busy tonight because I've been on hold for like 10 minutes. But anyway, my question is, am I going to get that new job? First, I need to ask you a question. What is your birthday? Uh, my birthday was April 2nd, 1983. Okay. Uh, what's the... Hold on, I have another question for you. Was it a full moon the night you were born? Uh, I'm not really sure. Can you Google that? Okay, hold on. Uh, I've been on here now. This is 99 cents a minute. I don't know. The longer I can wait. I just need to answer. Okay, I looked up. Okay, you tell me. What is your question? Uh, am I going to get that new job I applied for? 
Well, have you paid the bill yet? Uh, no. Well, the answer is no, then. Goodbye. Madam Bacardi's Psychic Hotline. Call 815-797-2887. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.